You're listening to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. I have a question for you. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the college recruiting process? You have come to the right place. Jill will bring you expert tips and interviews with special guests to help you take a deep breath and know, yes, you are moving in the right direction to find your college team. After this podcast, don't forget to head to Jill's shop page to purchase her two guidebooks that will make everything in college recruiting much more clear and simple. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. Today's topic is going to be about visits because they're going to start to happen, especially for the 2024s. So if you just um, finished your sophomore year and June 15th came along and you've started having conversations with college coaches, um, that's great and congratulations. And even those of you who maybe aren't having phone calls but doing emails, you might find that some of these college coaches are going to, the next step would be to invite you to their campus. So I thought it would be good to have both Vicki and Andy, my other college um, advisors who actually have been college coaches to kind of share some of their experiences, hands-on what it was like when they had athletes on their campus. And so let me review really quickly um, just an intro about visits. Cause I know families and parents get really confused. What's the difference between an official and unofficial visit? So here we go. And Vicki and Andy, great to have you guys, first of all. Hi Jill, great to be here. <laughs> and um, feel free to pipe in if I'm leaving anything out. So here's a kind of a clean definition. Any visit to a college campus by a college-bound student athlete or his or her parents paid for by the college is an official visit. So visits that are paid for by the college-bound student athlete or the parent, so, um, so if you're paying for it as a recruit or your parents are paying for it, then it's an unofficial. So that's the big difference. It's the money. It's who's paying for the visit. Now, official visits can be a hotel, a flight, transportation, and your food. Um, and it can only last 48 hours. But you could also, I don't know, Vicki or Andy, if you had those experiences where you may have had an athlete pay for their own flight, but when they got to your campus, you just did their hotels or food. Did you guys do that as coaches? I did for sure. Yes. Just because we didn't have the budget for all the things. Okay. So in my institutions, we primarily only brought athletes out who we could pay for the entire thing. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like Vicki said, other college coaches that I knew worked their budgets a little differently. I think it just depends on the institution. Absolutely. And that's really interesting, isn't it? Um, my experiences were at Oregon State, we paid for the whole, the whole kit and caboodle, all the things. But when I was at Cal State Fullerton, I never paid for flights, but I would pay for food or have them stay in the dorms. So there you go. All Division One schools that we've coached at and all a little bit different. 
Um, during an official visit, the college can pay for, like I said, transportation to and from the college for the prospect, lodging, and three meals per day for both prospect and the parent or guardian, as well as responsible entertainment expenses. Oh, that was always interesting, including three tickets to a home sports event. Well, now they don't do hard tickets. You would just have your name on a pass, which that's actually been going for quite a while. Um, the only expenses a college-bound student athlete may receive from a college during an unofficial visit are the three tickets to a home sporting event. So am I, is that still the same that you guys are aware of? Yes, except for sometimes for non-traditional families or split families, they will give additional tickets if additional family members are coming. Like if mom, dad, and stepmom, or a situation like that, um, often that is permissible as well. Yes. Very good. I've forgotten about that. Um, all right. And we are talking about division one and two because division three only do quote unquote unofficial visits. They don't, although wait, Remind me, we've heard of a few D3 schools, I think, where they do cover sometimes costs, but that's their choice. It's not under the same umbrella, basically. So I have you guys heard of that with some D3s? Yes, I, I know that that happens. And I feel like typically what I've heard is they'll pay for like meals mm-hmm. or, you know, some some additional expense more as a sign of how interested they are Mm -hmm. uh, because they're kind of they're adding this trip to their budget whereas normally they would only offer an unofficial visit oh I didn't put this in our notes but um can you try out when you're on an unofficial visit or official visit let's just say anybody want to answer that one no okay So my understanding is obviously D1 and D2, they are not permissible to have any tryouts. However, there are some D3 schools that I do know of that have tryouts, but they will discuss that with you prior to your visit. And just be sure the one hitch we had with one of my girls was she got there but didn't have a physical prior and you have to have a physical or note from a doctor. So be sure you ask that question. I'm not sure why the college coach left that out, but it did happen and she had to run and get a physical while she uh, first flew in and had to take care of that. So you may wanna be sure you check on that. Anything else on that, Vicki? I was just gonna say acrobatics and tumbling is similar. They can sometimes do tryouts as well. Ooh, good point, okay. All right, so some of the questions I proposed that we discussed, we have six of them today. Um, We are all gonna share uh, whatever experiences we've had. And number one was, how do we know if a college coach is moving towards asking us on an official visit? Anybody wanna take that one on? All right, I will. I would say what I've seen in the past is you've had um, maybe several um, phone calls. You've maybe met alone with coaches and then your parents have met with um, the coaches on a Zoom. 
And then the next step is usually going to be moving towards an official visit. So that's what I've seen, um, but that's not always the case. Sometimes you could, they could find you quickly and they've already done a bunch of that with all the other candidates. They'll typically at least do um, a Zoom where they can meet you face-to-face -face, and then they'll invite you to the campus. But usually for official, because they, they're gonna be paying for it, they want, they're pretty sure if they're gonna put money out there, then you're a pretty strong candidate. So they've often shared with you how many scholarships they have or how, how many girls they're recruiting. They'll even bring you out with several other recruits at that time. Um, but you usually get a vibe from them more than an email. It wouldn't just be an email and then an invite on an official visit. You're probably gonna have several phone calls leading up to that um, visit. So. They might even say in the first call, you know, or second call that they want to have some official visits um, with their strongest candidates and that you're in the top five. And so you might be thinking, okay, that could be me. And then all of a sudden they don't invite you and they stop calling. That can happen too. But usually if they're consistently asking for conversations with you or asking for more videos or calling your club coach or coming to watch practice, the next thing in line is usually an official visit. And those have to happen after your, your sophomore year, August 1. So the fall of your junior year. Anything else, ladies, on that? I think it's important to note, Jill, that parents and athletes shouldn't expect that coaches are going to ask for an official visit. And sometimes they can just say something like, we'd love to have you on campus in the fall once we get back. And I don't think parents and athletes should assume that's an official visit. I think coaches will be very clear and say, we want to bring you on an official visit. Let's talk flight. Let's talk travel. If they just say, you know, we'd love to have you visit in the fall, or we'd love to have you visit whenever. I think you should assume that's an unofficial visit unless they specifically say the word official. I like that. Yeah, that's the key word, isn't it? That's good. Okay, number two, how does a recruit go about asking for an unofficial visit? Any thoughts there? I wrote a couple notes on that one, Jill. I think the first thing that they should do is um, do some research in order to make sure that depending on the timing of the year, if they are in season, if they're traveling, if they're even home during that time, um, if there's a large football game in the fall that would, you know, cause problems getting on campus, um, those sorts of things. Um, and then they should obviously already be communicating with the coach in some, some way. Um, and then, you know, they can either be very specific in asking for a visit as in, I will be on campus on this date and have a campus tour set up are you free to meet? Or they can be a little bit more general and say, we're looking to make a trip to the area between this date and this date. Is there anyone that works best for you? Um, depending on how open their schedule is. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously they should definitely be communicating with that college coach um, and ideally have some sort of response and plan prior to taking that visit. 
Good point. So I would say two categories. One, you might fall into an unofficial visit if you're not one of their top recruits. Maybe you're still building towards your upgrades and you had a rough year and you are good, you're as strong as their team, but you just need more time and you might be a recruit that they want to follow, but you're not going to be a recruit that they're going to bring you out for an official visit yet. So that would be a great time to just get on their campus if they're available and maybe meet with them for a few minutes and take a tour and you can ask to do that. But yes, I agree with Vicki that um, you need to be in a pretty comfortable spot where you know that they have some kind of interest in you more than just sending you emails, I would say, or really strong emails would be another or some phone calls. Um, the other reason it could be unofficial is just because they don't have the funding, but they're going to, they're going to treat you like an official person. If they want you on their campus, they just can't pay for it. So um, it's a okay um, to not have it paid for. And still, you still could get an offer at a scholarship. They just might not have the budget for that kind of part in the recruiting process. All right. Number three. What are three of the most impactful items you can do on a visit? So what I mean by that is, what are the top three things you guys might consider um, to make a great impression on a visit? Well, Vicki, I think you had some thoughts on this, but I'll jump in with my three real quick here. Um, I think number one is just being upfront and professional like showing up on campus and, you know, when, if you have like a designating meeting time to see the coaches, I mean, really it makes a big impact. If the athlete is the one who walks up to the coach says, hi, my name is this shakes their hand and really treats the visit as something important as look, I'm very serious about that school. That first impression of meeting the coaches, I think is huge. Um, the second thing I would say is, it's kind of along the same lines and it's that level of engagement, uh, when talking with coaches or talking with anybody on campus, really, I mean, having questions prepared and taking notes and really, again, showing your investment. And then I would say the third thing is that thank you <laughs> follow up after the visit. Um, I think it's great when the athletes would send me pictures of them around campus or pictures that they took of me and them, just things like that to, again, just show like, this was not just a whim of theirs to go check out the school. Like they have a high level of investment and interest in the school and the program. Good job. Vicki, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I agree with all of those things from Andy. Um, and I actually kind of went with my answer in a little bit of a different direction as far as um, what are the most impactful things that a recruit can do to help them make their own decision? Mm. Um, and so I came up with engaging also, as far as engaging with the coaches and the athletes to see, are they comfortable communicating with the coaches um, and the athletes that are there um, watching a practice during that visit so that they can see the interaction between the coaches um, and the athletes, the coaches the, between each other the athletes between each other. Um, and then, you know, also taking that campus tour, whether it's through an admissions tour or through the coach 
taking them around um, and ideally doing that when school's in session so they can get the true vibe of what campus is like. Yeah, that's so important. Those are great points, you guys. Um, yeah, I really like those. Number four, what is the parent's role on a visit to a campus? Well, it's funny because a lot of the parent's role is actually to take a step back. <laughs> because really, I mean, like we were talking about with the level of engagement and the things the athlete is doing, they're the one who's going to be leading conversation and things like that. But the parents also have a lot to do in terms of being there for the athlete, like be, like be there for your daughter, be ready to be supportive. If there are any questions they might feel to you, like, is this a big campus? Is this a small campus? Like, what feelings do you get? I think it's really good to have that supportive role. But then in addition to all of that, I think observing, observing your daughter on the visit, observing, you know, is she may come away from every visit saying, oh, it's great. And then you don't get a lot of information. Like, observe the way like do they perk up when they see certain things on campus how do they interact with those coaches like Vicky was saying like how do they get along how do those conversations go like observing those things that may just fly by <laughs> in the athlete because they they're just so caught up in the excitement of the visit you may see a lot more things as a parent on that side and then there's also very appropriate parent questions, but it's appropriate. It's important to ask those at appropriate times. You don't want to, you know, start off the visit saying, hey, can you tell me about financials? <laughs> but that's that's a question that's appropriate for parents to ask as the conversation comes up, especially if you're having like a sit down meeting with the coaches. And and what I mean by financials is that's it's not the parent bringing up scholarships. I feel like that's important for the athlete to bring up. But if we're talking a walk-on position or maybe a partial scholarship, it's appropriate for those parents to ask, you know, what kind of financial support is there out there? What's the best way to go about applying for those things like that? Asking about campus safety, asking if they're seeing the training room, asking about how medical expenses are covered because your athlete probably doesn't know too much about how billing insurance works, <laughs> but that's an appropriate parent question to ask in that situation. Um, and then things like housing, things like that, that the athlete might not think of, <laughs> that it's just not at the forefront of their mind. They're going to be getting used to the team, getting used to the coaches, those things. So I think it's so important for those parents to kind of take a step back, really get a whole picture of things, and then step in for those important questions that the athlete might just not think of in the moment. Great. I agree. And I think the, with the whole observing thing too, it's it's observing things that maybe the athlete is, is too young or immature to think might matter. Um, I actually just had an email today from a parent who just, her and her daughter visited a campus. Um, the coaches love her already to make an offer. And there's some things with campus that just aren't really what the parents love kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And the mom is just concerned, you know, will the daughter be happy there where there's not so much in the surrounding area? And that's of course not something that this young um, gymnast is looking at. And so being able to come back home and asking questions along that so that the athlete thinks past just that athletic opportunity or, um, you know, the things that they deem important um, right now, because, you know, what's going to be important and make their student athletics 
athlete experience, um, you know, two, three, four years from now when they're actually in the heart of being on campus, um, you know, those athletes just sometimes aren't looking at some of those things. Good. I think what we're trying to say is you parents know your kids the best. You know their personalities, you know their strengths, their weaknesses, but when they go on these visits, their heart rate is up and they're all excited and everything is, they're looking at it through a lens of their own age group, which is not of the maturity level that to make a major decision all the time. They need to look at, they'll look at things that are important to them at that age appropriate time, but they really need the parent to help them say, okay, we're not gonna make a major decision on campus. We're gonna come home, we're gonna let it digest and we're gonna talk about it as a family um, because it's kind of like they're in a honeymoon phase every time they go on each visit. And I think it's really important to, like Andy was saying, to step back and just, Bring up some of the little things that you noticed as a parent so that they can kind of think about it and go, oh, I didn't even see that or I didn't notice that. And I think that really helps the kids um, feel like they're making a well-rounded decision with their parent who knows them best. Um, and oftentimes that can help make this whole transition of a decision to go better and then down the road, like Vicki's saying, they're even going to have a better experience because it is a big change in their life to go away to college. So be looking for all the things that you know your your athlete is probably not going to be looking at <laughs> because they're kind of excited about all the other um, glitzy type of things that they see. So, okay. Can you guys share, number five, any past stories of a recruit on a visit when you guys were college coaches that did not go well and why? Sure, I can jump in on this one. This, of all things, this athlete had that level of engagement right off the bat that was a great sign to us. She was, you know, bubbly, enthusiastic, chatting with us, chatting with the team. That was really good, but... One of the first things that I noticed is when she had her phone out, she wasn't on her phone, but it was out. She was taking pictures. She had a phone, like little attached wallet thing that stuck to the back of it that had not only another school on it, but it was like that school's gymnastics team. And <laughs> it was just like a reminder every time she got that out, I'm like, okay, all right. Just, you know, it, and it wasn't so much, like we were a mid-tier division one team. It was a somewhat similarly ranked team. So it wasn't like, oh, this is my dream school, the one I've been following for my whole life, likely. Um, and so it was just like, wait a minute, that kept throwing us off. And then even though she was so engaged and excited during our practice and during our time with her, we actually sat in on part of her academic meeting with her and she was staring out the window the entire time. <laughs> like not paying attention. Her mom kept like poking her and trying to get her to like, you know, ask questions and actually, you know, listen to what the academic person was saying. And it was just really awkward. And so that set off a lot of red, a lot of red flags for us going, okay, is she really interested in our school? Is she, you know, will she be actually interested in academics? Is she going to be serious about coming here? Or is this all fun and games for her? And so that it's, and, you know, we ended up not making an offer 
of all things, she committed to the school that was on the little wallet piece on her phone. Um, but it just, it was that experience where we're going, yeah, she hit some of the mark, but she was missing in other places that were major red flags to us. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I remember one very specifically who, um, you know, again, had everything that we were looking for gymnastics-wise. Um, all her emails and phone conversations had gone really well. Um, but what ended up um, turning us away from making an offer was how she treated her parents on that visit. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we would ask questions and you know, she would interrupt her parents or roll her eyes and, you know, said, stop talking and I've got this. And, um, you know, was just showing an overall lack of respect for her mom and dad. Um, and that was obviously a huge red flag for us. And so um, we ended up going in a different direction and, and not making that offer. Um, and she really could have helped us a lot <laughs> gymnastics wise, but, um, you know, that was things that we certainly had, and I know a lot of coaches have as part of their core values and expectations for their athletes on their team. And so, um, you know, we ended up not making an offer simply because of, because of that. Yep. That's good. That's really good. I would think, I mean, I've been out of coaching now for 12 years, but I would imagine the number one issue, if we pulled the college coaches, it would be the phones. Um, because a lot of times well, I would recommend um, putting your phone away. So if you can put it in a pocket or in a purse or something or your backpack or whatever you have, you know, it doesn't mean you can't have your phone. It just means if you are a normal high schooler these days, you don't even realize how often you're looking at your phone, even when you're not even meaning to, to be, um, doing that. It's just habit and it's an addiction. So I would say um, that's a very um, important thing to consider before you even go on the visit. And then I remember one recruit um, we had come in and she fell asleep during practice. And yeah, she she was really tired because she'd just been overseas competing. She was an elite gymnast. Um, and we still recruited her, but I remember feeling like it just felt like she wasn't into the whole recruiting thing and she apologized afterwards. So sometimes things like that can happen, or I would say the other thing to really be aware of is the girls on the team. If you tell them too much and it's information that is going to get back to the coaches and it always does. You may think it's okay conversation to have with the um, peers, but it can really impact recruiting because oftentimes they have meetings afterwards and talk about it. And that happened several times where we would then not go with the recruit because of it. So, um, but I think the biggest one I was always watching for was the one Vicki described and that was respect. And not only with the parent, but like Andy said, whether you're meeting with someone in admissions or another part of the important piece of college and you are not attentive. Those are signs that you might not be that interested, you know, in the university or the team. So be aware of those types of things. Um, 
All right. The last question I had were, was, is a visit crucial in the final decision of a college coach? What would you guys say to that? I think we've kind of already answered it, but any thoughts on that? I would say absolutely. And I, I you know, I know a lot of college coaches and, and I myself had the philosophy of um, pre-COVID, of course, that um, I was not going to make an offer to somebody who hadn't been on campus, whether it had been an official or unofficial visit. Um, and that's just because, you know, I wanted to see them interact with the team and myself and coaching staff and everything. Um, but I also felt like that was such an important piece to their puzzle to put together. And so I wanted girls who were able to make an educated decision on what was going to be the best fit for them. Um, and sure, I hoped it was my school, but I wanted to make sure it was the best fit on both sides. Um, and so obviously prior to COVID happening and, and you know, a recruiting class or two, having to go through the process without making a visit, um, I think it's very important. And I think coaches have, you know, done a really great job of making maybe somebody not being able to get on campus work and still get to know the athletes to see if they would fit. Um, but that team culture and that team chemistry is such a big piece that um, I think it's absolutely crucial from a coach's standpoint. I agree with that. I think there are some outlying situations where, you know, and we did this as a step. There were a few times where we did make mostly walk-on offers. I don't think we ever made a scholarship offer to someone who hadn't been on campus. Um, but it was usually because we had a long and maybe we'd worked with them at camp or seen them at a clinic or something where we'd had some level of engagement. But most of the time, yeah, we want to know how they interact in person, how they work with the team. Again, like Jill was saying, we want to be able to ask the girls, like, how do they fit with the personality? Um, and then the other aspect of it is recruiting is, is a bit competitive. <laughs> and sometimes it's coaches want to see two to three different girls on campus before they make their final decision. Cause maybe their gymnastics and their academics are all extremely similar, but they only have one scholarship left. And and in order to help them make their decision, uh, or in, in order for the coaches to make their decision, they really need to find out that final piece that, okay, who's going to stand out on this visit? Who's going to be the one that really makes the biggest impression? Who seems like they're going to fit in the best? So yeah, it really, for a multitude of reasons, makes a huge difference in the mind of the coach and making a decision to make an offer. Great. And lastly, I just want to say, we know these visits are stressful. We know that you all have not been through this kind of um, excruciating type of people judging you and kind of getting to know you who you've never met before. We realize how hard it is. And I would say, if you can go and take a deep breath and be yourself and um, listen you know, to this podcast and grab, grab onto some of these points, but really go and have fun and just be yourself and, and just be smart about things you say and what you do and even what you wear and all the normal things that you would normally think through when you're trying to make a great impression on someone, um, you're going to do fine. And college coaches do understand that you're still learning and growing as a person. And so you don't have to be perfect. Um, you just have to be aware and get educated and be the best that you can be. Um, but I really think if you're showing that you're having fun and you're engaged, 
um, it can go a long way. So enjoy your visits when they start to come up. I know I'm already hearing from some of my 23s who are finally going on visits. So by the way, if you're a 24 and you um, had things happen and you didn't go on any visits your junior year, but now this summer, you know, a lot of our 23s are taking visits and getting offers. Um, it can still happen for you and those can be just as special. So hang in there, keep taking it one day at a time. And if you have any other questions about this and you're a JH girl, be sure to talk to your advisor. Thanks so much for joining us here on College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in Jill Hicks Consulting's advising services, head over to www.jhicksconsulting.com and click on the Get Started button to fill out your forms page. One of our advisors will give you a call. We're in your corner and we'll talk to you soon.